0: Hey, Adam. Yeah. Do you like mythology? I like Greek mythology, yes. What about Roman? What's that? Gre- Greco-Roman mythology? You never heard of that? I think that's wrestling. Oh, okay. Wrestling.
1: I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to You'll Hear It
0: daily music advice about listening and playing music and wrestling do you remember <laughs> wrestling at the chase of Course that man. show of course that was that a was classic right channel down the street 11. here channel KPLR. 11
1: yeah oh. any uh midwesterners of a certain age will probably remember that wrestling show but it, had it the was likes like a of, regional show right it was but it yeah. had the likes of rick flair and right nature Pac boy Saw, Jim Duggan nature boy and, rick flair yeah. what, wasn't he nature boy arn anderson oh yeah yeah nature yeah. boy there was a boy <laughs> Name Ric Flair, woo!
0: <laughs> he was a friend of Nat King Cole's,
1: perhaps. They do this annoying thing at the hockey game now. If you've ever been to a Blues game, we went to a Pelicans game when we were in New Orleans, which yeah. was, shout out to the New Orleans Pelicans. They're wow, man. Great organization. They went
0: from the Generals, the Washington Generals, to the Harlem Globetrotters, to a, a legit NBA team all in one game that we was, watched, and won.
1: It was pretty awesome actually. It was awesome. But at the Blues game the last couple of years, they do this super annoying thing where in the third <laughs> period, they start doing this Ric Flair woo, like mm. like it's a bunch of birds throughout the arena, like <laughs> Woo! And they start, and it, it, I, it's like a jazz jam session, a little bit like a yeah, like a, a Brad Woo! Meldow concert. Uh, but apparently, it's been spreading around the country. Mm. So, anyway, there you go. Side note:
0: Cardinals in first place, right? I mean, the uh, Blues. Blues are in first place. Yeah, they have the best record. I just totally guessed that because I saw all the pictures of my friends with the Stanley Club Everybody but you and me. I know. I didn't get to touch it. Yep. It's just
1: a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, you know they lost their star uh, player Vladimir Tarasenko. Their I do Okay. So we're talking today about the seven biggest myths about learning music. Okay. We went from Greek to Roman mythology to wrestling to hockey all in one yep.
0: breath. but now we're back to to our our um, raison d'être as we like to say oh, wow. our reason for being our listeners love it when you music. speak french <laughs> that's right um yeah so this is our seven biggest myths about learning music
1: yeah we thought you know you hear these things all the time about like you have to have this and you need to do this and blah
0: yeah. none um, of it's true and unfortunately a lot of these are being perpetrated and perpetuated in, uh, you know, popular culture, movies, maybe perchance even other podcasts. For sure. We won't name them. Sure. But um, and maybe there's some controversy with some of these. I don't think when we went over these earlier, we didn't feel like we were like, yeah, that is definitely a myth. That myth meaning something that's told that is not true. Actually, I don't even that's what I'm assuming a myth is. Um, but, you know, we don't really look at these as controversial, but we'd be interested to hear if anyone disagrees. Of course. Yeah. So let's go with number Disagreement one. Disagreement is the sincerest form of flattery. That's yeah. not the phrase. That's not true. Yeah. Not at all. What's, uh, what's number one? Our, okay, number one. Talent is the most important.
1: I don't even know what talent is anymore. <laughs> Can I be honest
0: about that? Like... To me, talent is a combination
1: of personality traits that make you good at learning stuff.
0: Yeah, but I think if, like, think about your kids, like, and you've said different things, they're talented in this, he's talented, she's whatever. So I think at the younger age, and maybe that's why you, in terms of music, you've been doing this so long, you disassociate really with the talent. But I do think that it's more um, applicable at a at, a, at a, in an inexperienced or younger age, But right? don't you think it's more just a combination of, okay,
1: I might have a couple of physical characteristics, big hands or good ears or whatever yeah. that help me play music but more it's just that i was super interested in it than anything i was
0: just so curious about it you yeah. know what
1: i mean i think that's what talent passion really is.
0: yeah nature versus nurture passion version versus innate thing i mean it always i always think about like the you know the seven footer that really doesn't care about basketball or isn't that interested in it but they're always told oh you should play you should play and then they fizzle out if they don't have a passion also so they have a physical talent yeah um you know for for it but they don't necessarily have. if you don't have the passion combined it's very difficult to excel at it and then being an artist you have to have like i think talent can be confidence
1: or vision or the confidence to put your vision out there in the yep. way that you want it uncompromisingly, you know, I I don't know. Talent is such a tricky word for me. And I
0: also think that talent, when it comes to music, and, you know, I haven't really, I'm not qualified to speak on other areas if you talk about scholastic or mathematics or athletic or intellectual. I mean, there's so many different things that people talk about. She's really talented at that. She's, you know, what does that actually mean? So we're just talking about music. I would say that we underestimate both ourselves and others innate musical talent in this world, and we overestimate the important, we overestimate a great musician's innate talent, actually, I think. And I think part of that is because there's a lot of things from when we're born, I I think we're all born with way more musical talent than the world gives us credit for. So what happens is very quickly, a lot of that is stamped out um ways that that stamped out parents saying oh we're not talented in our family at we're music not musical we're not music or and so the kid yeah, hears yeah. that and it's like okay that's not me then yeah. um and then also just not being exposed to a high quality of great organic music and i don't mean great going to the symphony i'm just talking about You know, good music that that people are passionate about and that they enjoy as part of the flow of their life. I mean, people that are like, I grew up as a talented chef. I I bet they grew up in a household where one or both of their parents or their grandmother, whoever was around, cooking was valued. Cooking was valued. Cooking was connected with love and family, and it tasted good and all these things. So, I think very much so with music when you grow up in that situation because people are always telling me, "Oh, you're you were so talented," and then I'm and then like, "Oh, your parents' music. Oh, that's what did that." is more about, uh, nurture, wait, which is nurturing, 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 the right. nature. It's not in like the nature. You're, I mean, you have very talented musical
1: parents, but it's not like that gene. There's like a music gene that they passed on to you. I mean, maybe some physical a- attributes,
0: some of that. I just think it's, but way don't you think more than than that the music nur- was exactly. filling your
1: household? My, my parents, my dad exactly. is an amateur guitarist. My yep. mom is not a musician at all, but there was such passion for music in our house and still is. My parents go to more concerts than I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, uh,
0: it was it was very clear that it was something special and know, important and
1: important, important right yeah.
0: and I think that the importance so the value of it and the passion if you talk about value passion and 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 talent and then there's other elements too but even of those I would say talent is the least totally important agree. totally agree. and in fact the one we're going to talk about next it can work against it but I mean you know I would just encourage everybody to to even compared to some other things like and I'm trying to think of what would be I don't know like. You know, even in, like, athletics, is very, it's very hard. Like, you could say, okay, like, a, to be a high jumper, you're talented if you have a certain speed, you know, muscle speed and height, or and, and you know, you fit within these parameters. But even those things have exceptions when you have a big passion. So it's, I, I would be very careful to ever say somebody has, you know, success at something because so, certainly not solely because of their talent, but in music even more so because we talk about different instruments, and we'll say, like, well, you know, such and such has... Big hands and they're strong, so they're a great bass player. And you, and we can certainly see that's the case with many musicians. But then there's an outlier yeah. that is one of the most... So Alicia De La Rocha, I don't know if you've ever heard her, is one of my favorite classical pianists because I, yeah, I heard her yeah, live yeah. a bunch of times here. She's teeny. Her hands are teeny and all these things. And I know with piano, it's not always you have to be huge or whatever. But a lot of times would be like, well, you have you have physical attributes. She doesn't sound have. teeny. She does not sound teeny at all. And and so, I mean, you know, talent is overrated. So that's all we're saying. I think that's was actually a Malcolm Gladwell book. It was. <laughs> talent, <right? laughs> talent is overrated. Uh, so number two is grit is the most important. Now, this isn't a myth. No, this is not a myth. And this is what I was saying that, like, sometimes this can go – this almost goes against – like, if you have a huge amount of talent – um sometimes you don't have enough grit. And, and the grits is the thing that's going to sustain you long term. But if you have a ton of talent and a ton of grit, you're Michael Jordan. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If you have a ton of talent and no grit, you're, um, who is the, Sean Bradley. You remember him? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, big shout out to Sean. Big guy. Sorry. No, but I mean, in How music, many musicians have we known,
1: though, that have a, a real propensity?
0: You're like, man, that is such a talented player. Right. And they don't make it. Right. Yeah, because now the big talents I think that are easy to identify in music are like perfect Pitch. Yeah, because it's sort of a binary. Th- I guess it's a binary thing. A little controversy, <laughs> controversy with <that>. amongst
1: the <laughs> open studio yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, if you say you either have perfect pitch or not, that could be seen as a big talent. But I know so many, not so many, but I know several people that have perfect pitch and have never really done much with their music because they didn't either have that passion or the grit of the other elements. Um, chops. Think about Chops. I mean, Chops yeah. is talent, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good musician. Mm hmm. And I think that a lot of times you develop grit when you're put in adverse situations. There's many different ones. I mean, this has been proven. There, There's a great book... Um Grit, grit, oh, I'm forgetting what it is. It's all about grit. But There's a book called Grit, actually. It's all about that's grit. That's the one. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's another book called Grits, which is a bunch of recipes, southern recipes.
1: Oh, no, I'm you know. all about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number three, the third biggest myth about learning music is that you have to start when you're a baby. Or as they say in Italy, a bambino. A, b- bit t- a bambina. bambina. Yeah. Huh. So you started when you were very young. Yeah. I started when I was 10, which is no. young, but
0: not that young. No. You know what I mean? I think a lot, and it's all relative to a lot of people be like, wow, 10 is young, and be, be like, two is young, or whatever. whatever. Whatever, but I think it's like um, I think what you mentioned before about like having music in the household, yeah, and like that's the important thing to start young. Like when you start an instrument is really I think varies a lot depending on what instrument, just your 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 kind of situation of other things. I mean, you can pick up an instrument at any age, but it's it's harder to pick pick up. Uh, a passion and an innate musical, um, what do you call it? Like just a sensibility yeah. for, and sensitivity to music. I think, so, you know, I came up in the, the Suzuki method and my mother's a Suzuki teacher. She actually studied with Suzuki in Japan cool. and was one of the... Um, Teacher, Actually, she was the first teacher to bring it to St. Louis cool. and was sort of the first wave of teachers, you know, in the early 70s that were popularizing around the U.S. So I'm, I'm definitely indoctrinated there. I am a Suzuki kid. I will say whatever Dr. Suzuki told me. But the thing is, I mean, I was indoctrinated, but I've had a chance to think about it through the prism of, of jazz and popular music and all the things I've got involved with. And I'm such uh, I have so much gratitude and love for the program and the concepts and what this you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, Suzuki means you have to start when you're young. That's not what Suzuki's about. I mean, it is about young kids playing the instruments and that's what you see. But it's called like the first book that he read and we'll link below to this. And I really recommend it called Nurtured by Love. Mm-hmm. And that's what Suzuki that that's there's been a bunch of books written and scientific studies on the program. But Nurtured by Love is all about um, getting kids. Around just really high quality musical content. Not about if the parents are musicians or not. It's like playing them just like you would want to feed a baby the best, you know, right. if it's breast milk or then foods or whatever. Or the or idea that, whatever. that if you
1: expose them to quality material that they'll develop a passion for
0: Yes, it. and that, that that is more important than whatever you think what or try, try to program them as, as in, innate
1: musical abilities. Because we've already established the innate musical ability is not as nearly as important as
0: having a passion about it, having the grit to want to stick with it. Right. So and I think that that part is important that you start from when you're a baby. So I love all these different programs where it's like, you know, exposing kids not waiting until they can talk and stuff for them to hear. Like, I mean, even when but they're. But you the don't womb. need to start
1: piano and violin when you're two and no, a half no. to become a
0: good musician. No, no, no. I think it's a, f- a cool thing to do if it fits in the life. First of all, I think you know, too young. Like a lot of people look, they're like, "Wow, you started violin when you're two and piano when you're three Part of that was just my my mom was a violin teacher and I wasn't in school yet, mm-hmm. and she literally was just like stuck a violin in my hand. Yeah. So I don't know how much I was doing. I was doing some, but I still haven't heard you play violin, bro. Man, it's I I'm gonna do it on wanna, the podcast. It's gonna, gonna be called should. the last episode. <laughs> you should do the theme song on the violin
1: at some point. Yeah. Maybe I'll play Ooh. the bass.
0: That's a tough... I, I have to put that in D on the violin. It'll be a little oh, easier. No, fine. Uh, um, so the
1: number four biggest myth about learning music is you can just feel it. No
0: need to practice. Right. Uh, and, oh, that's not true? That is not true. <laughs> Once you're good, you can't. I knew a lot of cats <laughs> like this in, uh, in college. Fun fact, uh, my wife claims when we were dating that I told her that I didn't practice because I was so good. Like, I don't remember saying this. What? But you know, when we're trying to woo... Somebody, are oh, you like, no, Bailana Bailana yeah, crazy. Practice? <laughs> yeah, she was like, When do you practice? I was like, I'm so good, I don't need to. You yeah, know? it worked. Hello, hello, jokes on her. <laughs> um, 21 years, that's right. Um, yeah, so yeah, just feeling it. This is something I think that a lot of uh, listeners like, if you're doing it well, yep that that should be the reaction if you don't know anything about this, but it's the kind of thing that there's a lot of work that goes on. Even in terms of maintenance, yeah, once you're good, it becomes easier to skip practice. Of course, we know this. But um, just feeling it only takes you so far, even when you've got the basics and the foundations and a lot of experience. And I think that it's funny because you look, I mean, it goes back to the whole thing of like, oh, you make it look so easy. So it's supposed to look easy, but that doesn't mean that you don't need to practice it. And it doesn't mean a lot of work went into it. It's our jobs to make it easy and fun and not make it like a science experiment.
1: That's so good. Okay. So the number fifth biggest myth number about learning fifth. music is that you
0: have to be a genius. Right. That's just not true. Well, yeah, I, I mean, come obvious on. <laughs> by this. Let's, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh a genius of anything, really, yeah. It's it's not this is not something that's reserved. I mean, there's always the joke of like it's not rocket science. Truly, this is not rocket science. But do you have to be a genius to be a rocket scientist? Would that be right? I mean, technically, kind of, right? It works better. Um, But, you know, a brain... One of the things we always say, that he's a genius, she's a genius, she's a a brain surgeon, right? She's a rocket scientist. Now, I think that there are some geniuses that play music.
1: For sure. Um, Didn't Monk say it best when he said, the genius is the one who sounds most like himself? Ooh, I love that. Is that what what you were just Google searching for? No, I wasn't. That was awesome, man. I I love that one. I think this, this, especially if you play music like classical music or jazz even, that I think people think that you have to be some kind of innately smart, person now we've been friends with enough jazz drummers to know oh wow <laughs> hello let's put
0: it let's put a, a lampshade on that comment
1: no but you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to no. be a good musician to be able to express yourself in music so if you've never been like i mean i was not a straight a student especially as i got older Neither was i you know and like it's it does that doesn't equate necessarily but you're a very with... smart person i would say <laughs> well you know, i mean i <laughs> Notice have, i didn't say genius <laughs> i have my moment yeah but I, i'm you know i it's. It's. I don't think it's necessary to be able to be a creative person
0: to be no. the smartest person. And ever. it is different parts of the brain. I mean, they've shown they've proven this. You, know, you don't have to be a genius to know that. In fact, yes, you do have to be a genius to know, understand that. But I mean, the creative side. Now, having said that, there's a lot of musicians that um, I know that are, you know, not a lot. There's several. That seem to be geniuses to me. I don't know what the cutoff for that is. Some very, very smart intellectually. Well, I think the 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 further you go down the music road, the
1: smarter you get. Actually, like you yeah. tend to become smart as you study. It does, this stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. it
0: activates your brain in a way yeah. um, that we're just, you know. And I think that that's the exciting thing with with neuroscience becoming such uh, a growth field and people studying it. Um, you know, my daughter is big into it, so she's been talking to me about it. But I've been reading some things, and there's been a lot of writing st- studies in relation now, to Now, your music. daughter is very smart, actually. She's very smart, but I mean, just, you know, like neuroscience, like that's, everybody wants to study that now. And it's so exciting. There's so many applications, you know, the AI and all these different things. The final things. frontier. Yeah, that's right.
1: All right, number six. So I did call an audible on this. You had something nice. about weed or something. I no, don't that know. was a joke. Uh, I was just seeing if you were paying attention. But this is one that I ran into a lot, especially when I was a younger musician. You'd see people or hear people talk and that I have to be totally original. I don't need to know the language that of, of what I'm trying to play before right. me, no matter what kind of music you're playing. Yeah. Even if you're a classical composer or a rock musician... You can't come at it in a vacuum. No. You have to know what happened before you. You have to find your path and you have to find your people that are inspiring to you. As yeah, in, I mean, we, we talk tried. about it all the time as jazz musicians. You know, you, you're not stealing, you're you're learning from the masters. And right. So you can't have an original sound if you
0: have no idea what happened before you. So many great quotes and ideas that, that emanate from this same concept. You know, the everything has been played before. Yep. I've heard that from a number of great, great jazz players because it's like you you know, we we do want to be original. We talked about this yesterday. Like, tell your story. Yep. So, but we don't want people to get confused by that and to be like, oh, I have to be totally original. You already are original. Yeah, it's, it's like just you. It's like the snowflakes For sure. are all, and our thumbprint is. Everybody has a different thumb and fingerprint. Even twins. Yep. You know, even identical twins. So. We don't actually have to work as hard as we think. We don't have to work at all at being ourselves. We do have to work at getting the tools to better tell our story. Yep. And that's kind of when we get into the nuts and bolts of technique and like, you know, relaxation and practice and all these things. It's all in the service of that. But if you can, the more you get in touch with who you are and telling your story, you're going to be original without wow. the effort of effortless master, mastery. Oh, there you go. Effortless, origin, effortless originality. But I know people
1: who think that in order to be original, I, I just can't digest anything bo- no. that happened before it from the no. past. That's just the opposite actually of what, right. what being original is. Absolutely. So. Alright,
0: what's number seven? Number seven, our seven biggest myth well though, is it kind of leading up to seven? I mean they're all equally big myths so For sure. of our seven biggest myths about learning music is that it comes quickly and easily. Oh boy, does it? <laughs> <laughs> does does it ever? <laughs> I'm 41 man, and it just happened overnight. Yeah, this shouldn't be a big myth but I keep hearing this. I keep, because you know what does happen is like you'll hit spurts of like rapid development. So, which is great because you'll feel like it's coming quick. But in terms of like the overall thing, this is not something that even if you say, okay, I'm going to get a music degree in four years. And then when you graduate you have the degree and you've mastered it. That's just not the Dude, way it took works. me
1: ten years after music school to digest everything that I've been taught in music school. Yeah,
0: but wasn't that part of, partly because you didn't graduate?
1: Yeah, I didn't graduate. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> but you're fed like things like music school are places where you just get fed information and get told opposing viewpoints, and it right. takes a really strong personality to be able to navigate that and not
0: feel a little messed up. And we're not anti music school at all. Not here, at all. That's part of the process. But it doesn't coming. happen in those four years. It that doesn't. You're right. There. But we live in a world where. We expect so, like if you go to nursing school, um, at a certain point, I don't know how long that is, whatever four years, you get a piece of paper and you get licensed, you pass this thing, and like you are a nurse, and you you've, and not that you don't have more to learn, and you do, but there is a real demarcation point that doesn't really exist in in the arts. In a way like like you could find your voice at a very young age and we see some gene like that's when really talking about number five geniuses. I think I, we, we think about traditionally musicians that like are so in touch with their voice at an extraordinarily young yeah, age. For sure. Not just I'm not just talking about a little seven year old that, that can be trained like a robot to play Bach at a high level. That's a different thing. Different. That's thing. Not necessarily finding your voice. But I mean, a real creative soul. And when you're a teenager, that's kind of typically the youngest you would see that. Um, that's genius level. For sure. But for, for most of us, that comes much later. You know, you might have accomplishments in certain areas in terms of mastering. your, not even mastering, but but having a lot of agility on your instrument. Man, but we say
1: it all the time. This is a lifelong pursuit. Be patient.
0: It doesn't come overnight. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, look, everybody's living longer, so we, re- we really should be seeing some better musicians. This Not only is it a lifelong pursuit, yeah. it's something that you can, and, and if you have these other things, the grit and the passion for, you're going to want to do it for, Forever and they're starting to prove, you know, a lot of things in terms of activating your brain and staying active. Like we don't really retire from being a musician. You might say, I retire from touring, or you might retire, but I think anybody who has a passion for the music is always I know I'm always gonna wanna for sure. play.
1: I know we got a lot a lot of young listeners out there, so now it's on you. It's on you, yeah. right, right. We
0: threw you the ball. Mm-hmm.
1: Just wanna go out a little bit.
0: Sorry, fine.
1: Still finding it. He's still finding it.
0: Oh, I thought it was. I thought that was adding. Sorry, I got a little bluesy there. Oh, that was.
1: Do a little end of the show jam. Hot Studio Dopio